and welcome to this week's Devil in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Paxton, and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining the show this week, as ever, we've got Paul Whiteside. Right, Paul, how's your week been, mate? Hey, Rob. Yeah, it's been very good, to be honest with you. It was it was a good weekend with a, with a score. I mean, when you get a win like that, it just you sort of float all the way through Saturday and Sunday, don't we? So, so yeah, busy at work and, and things like that, and trying to uh, keep away from storm. Douglas, or whatever his name is, Dudley. But uh, no, I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay. How's yourself? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, good. Very windy. He blew off my feet today. So on the way to picking my son up from his uh, computer games club. But yeah, it's uh, been a busy week, obviously, working that and uh, recovering from uh, the good win against Castleford and uh, looking forward to the next game against Toulouse. What was on your um, celebratory pizza on uh, Friday night? How was that? It sounded good. What did I have? I had a meat feast, it was. 12-inch uh, meat feast with um, potato wedges. Yeah. Little Birdie told me that you in it, you, went, you met and you saw people, a few soul, ex-soul players, well, ex-soul player, and a few ex-soul players in Costco. Was it Costco? Yeah. Yeah, when was that? Um, Tuesday, maybe. Yeah, I stopped off. I was going to Wigan uh, from, like, sort of, Charlie Leyland, that sort of way, and I thought oh, I could do with the brew. So I thought I, I checked my app on my cost wrap, and it says a store located. The nearest one was Robin Park, the one at Wigan where we went before yeah. the, the match. So I thought, oh, yeah, stop off there. So anyway, pulled in and sat down. I looked up. Lee Mossop sat there next to Tyrone McCarthy and um, <laughs> Greg Burke all sat in the brew. I, I didn't realise I was on the next table. So I thought, well, I'm not going to disturb him now because it's my dinner break. I thought I'll just do my, my computer for work, my little handheld thing, tell him I'm on my dinner and check my next job out and have my brew. So I'm sat there and I thought, well, I'll have to say something to where I'm going because I thought them three played in that, that game, yeah, yeah. didn't they? You know, the, the game, the semi-final game. So I just got up and uh, as I was going, I said, oh, hey, lad, sorry to disturb you. Know, I just, just thought, when I saw you three, I, said, I remembered that game against Wigan, the 28-4 and Lee Wasson looked to me and I've been sat looking at you for the last half an hour and I, I just wondered where I knew you from. But yeah, I know you now. <laughs> so, Tyrone McCarthy was having a laugh and uh, yeah, it was nice to chat to him. Really. I, he was just, just chatting on and um, just wished Greg Burke good luck for um, for the weekend. But Tyrone was just saying he does coaching now at, at Warrington and that, and, you know, Lee Mossop looked really well. I mean, he's he's massive, Lee Mossop. His arms are absolutely huge. He, he just he just looks me. He just looked like you don't want to mess with him because he'll smash you but no no three really nice blokes it was nice to have a, have a quick chat with them yeah if you're looking for rugby players Paul Nando's or coffee houses they're the two places yeah you can... that's the places to go yeah well they were saying that to me he said oh do you have a lot do you drink a lot of coffee on the go I said well yeah people who meant boiler men and rugby players coffee houses that's where you, that's where you meet us <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so loads, uh, loads to go on this this week, uh, Paul. We're going to look back at the victory against Castleford. Uh, we've got all the big news uh, coming uh, from the club this week. We've got your amateur report, the first one uh, of uh, of the season. Did, was that? Did you enjoy doing that first one? Getting back the old routine. There was a few bloopers in it, and I've left oh, them in. Um, I think I was talking about the league table, and I said. Three points for a win, two points for a win, then change my mind back to three points. And went, no, it's two points because I think that the championship changed it a few years ago and it just threw me a bit. Right. I was thinking about football at the same time. So there's one or two hiccups in there, but I'll be better next week. Okay, me as I'll have to clip it then. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll, you'll listen to Paul's edited Amit report and then uh, we'll preview the game against uh, Toulouse on uh, on Sunday. So we'll start with the, the win against Casford uh, last week. You're 
So, South Red Devils went to the Menderhogs Jungle Casford and beat Casford Tigers 26 points to 16. Paul, what a fantastic win for Paul Rowley's men. Yeah, it was. It was a good win, really good win, good performance. And, you know, in front of a big sellout crowd there at Castleford, you know, 10,500 there, he was going into the Lion's Den, really. And, you know, nobody gave us, excuse me, gave us a prayer, did they? Everybody said, oh, Casford going to do this, that and the other. And, in a way, I think they underestimated us a little bit. Perhaps some of their players bought a bit of the hype and thought, yeah, all we've got to do is turn up and beat these lot. And I think they got the shock of their lives, really, because I think we played we played the occasion. Uh, we took the emotion out of it. And, you know, with Mark Sneed there kicking penalties and, and just doing the right... They managed that game so well. Um, and, and plus, we, we took our chances when they came as well. You know, it was very brave with the ball and I thought defence was, was sensational but you know it didn't go all go our way early doors I thought Cass had the upper hand they had the possession George Griffin got that try I think he got their first try um, and they, they bombed a few chances but I think once we got that little spell where we scored two tries they couldn't live with us really and that's what impressed me the most yeah, I think obviously the very beginning, Brodercroft uh, knocked on with his first touch. Mm. I, I think obviously it's the strength, a show of strength and character in the man that after that he, he kind of grew into the game, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, I remember thinking when he dropped the ball, like, oh, we've not we've not thrown you all the way across the world to to do that. But uh, no, he's it, one of them things, isn't it? I think after that he made up for it, and uh, you know he, he did more than enough in that game, didn't he? I mean, sometimes you know you lose a ball and the lights don't, and, and one thing or another. There was a lot of pressure there. You know, Casper coming out in, into that, that that atmosphere. But no, I thought I thought Brody Croft was outstanding. I thought Dion Cross, wow. I mean, just to see him the way he's playing, he, he looks like someone who's played at Super League and played in grand finals and been playing in the top league for, for decades. He's so cool, he's so strong. He, we've got a real good player in him. Um, I thought Shane Wright tackled himself into the ground as well, along with Elijah Taylor and, and Max Need bossed it. So I was thinking today about the squad for, for, um, for Sunday. I don't see how Paul Roll is going to change things round because you couldn't really drop anybody out, out of that because everybody did the job perfectly. Yeah, I think both centres, Tim Laffey and Dean Cross, mm. was solid. I thought they made tackles yeah. when they needed to, uh, you know, intercepted balls when they need kicks through when they needed to. And, it's, you know, it's great, I think, to have two solid, dependable centres. Obviously, we've only played one game, but the signs are good. Yeah, definitely. I thought I thought Laffey, he looked very, very strong. And one thing I noticed about the game is, you know, Castleford, sometimes you can... You know, that Paul McShane gets a, a bit of a roll on, then Casper busts you down the middle and, and break you apart, and you can feel yourself unravelling a bit. But we didn't unravel once in that game against Casper. We stayed really, really strong, and I thought we stopped him, and they were trying to go sideways on us and, and run up their own backsides, really. And that, that was credit to us for the way we defended. I thought we defended really well. We moved up as one. We didn't leave any gaps. And um, I, Brian Briley as well at full-back, he took everything, took every eyeball. They tested him took everything up there so we look, we looked a real real solid team and a team that looks like it knew what it was doing everyone knew the job and they like they've been playing together for a long time so you know whereas some people say normally when the first game oh we looked a bit ring rusty we looked a bit this that and the other I don't think we did we looked like we was halfway through a season then everyone had been playing together for years so really really encouraging signs yeah, I, I thought they were very impressive. I think I think we cast though. Paul McShane had a very quiet game. I thought. I think Westerman for for them we, we looked busy as well. Uh, Evels had a quiet game, and I think I can say they didn't really bust us down the middle, which is a thing that Casper do quite a lot against us. Uh, our markers were were on form uh, throughout, and that's an important thing because if obviously you're not giving sort of space for them run it to run into, they have to go somewhere else, don't they, to try and break you down? Yeah, I think they did. Like I was saying there, I think they, they sort of went sideways really and didn't really get any joy. I mean. 
nine levels. I thought we bottled him up well. He's a live wire levels, isn't he? He looks quick every time he gets the ball. But no, same with Max Shane. We, we, we stopped him. They brought Liam Watts off the bench and you know what he's like. He he likes to run the ball in hard, doesn't he? He's very, very dangerous. But I can't remember who it was. I think Shane Wright dumped him a couple of times and he was moaning to the referee. And, and you get under their skin, don't you? And, and put them off the stride. And I think we did that. We, we got under their skin. We quietened the crowd down and we ruined the sort of party atmosphere. We were the party poopers, really, weren't we? We went there and, and stopped them and um, you know, got our crowd behind us. And I think the Salford supporters, I thought, were absolutely tremendous. You know, the amount of noise that they made there. and um, It was a great night, a great night and a, and a great result, really, but a great way to start the season. But having said that, you're only as good as your last game and we can't afford to, to sort of look at that and think, oh, what, what a great a great win that was. That's gone now. We've got to move on. You don't get any pots and pans for, for beating Casper in round one. No one remembers that. You've got to keep going and, and build momentum. So, great start, but just a start of things to come, hopefully. Yeah, it was obviously a great start. Obviously, Cass had lots of pressure on our line. They had two penalties mm. kind of back-to-back where they could have kicked to, for goal, but they yep. didn't. They kind of went to play it and didn't score. And then we went up the other end and, and took the, the two points. That shows for me, Paul, that it's good game management there uh, from Salford to, to obviously weather the storm and take the points when they're available. Yeah, I thought it was. Like I said before, we made the right decisions. We made the right choices. We didn't seem like flustered. Everything seemed very calm and calculated from Solver and, and, and Mark Sneeds. That's he, he, we watch Mark Sneed, he does little things right. He'll I'm not saying he he time waste, but he'll he does in a way. He'll he'll play he'll run the clock down. He'll he'll tell players what you know the the little things. You know the little fine margins and that. You know let's do it this way and you know let's. There was one where he kicked for touch. We kicked backwards, but we booted the ball out of the, the ground. I think it was. And I thought, yeah, great, because it just needs a bit more time up. You know, you get on the ball on the pitch. It's just, just things like that. He's very, very good at, at managing a situation and, and managing a game. You know, he's won two Lance Todd trophies. So he's got all the experience in the world. And you look at in there, I think he could be one of the signs of the season, really, because he'd slot into any into any team. So great we've got somebody like that, a real talisman, someone who can kick goals. I think that as well is a massive positive. When you're going up in sixes, and you've got a goal kicker that you can rely on. I think it gives everybody else that bit of confidence as well. Because when he was kicking them goals, I don't think I've been that confident since, like, sort of Steve Blakely, you know, kicking a goal. Chris and Innie was good, but Mark Sneed, he's another level, really, isn't he? So, um, so yeah, it's, I'm not saying his goal kicking one as the game. I think it was the better side, but his, um, you know, his, his sort of game management and the way, way he sort of um, bossed us around the pitch, I think he made a massive, massive mark on that game. Yeah, I think what it is, Paul, I think it's, it's not just his goal kicking. Like you said before, his tactical kicking. There was a kick for the for the cross uh, try, uh, which kind of made sort of stop Castleford sort of pushing up and kicked in behind. But he also did it. Uh, so I think it was before, earlier or later on, where Castleford pressing, we just kicked slightly to the to the wing, straight again to to Burgess to, to diffuse pressure. And I think moments like that, like you said, it shows he's got an head on his shoulders there, and it and we know that. If the pressure comes on, there's, we have players in this team who can defuse it, and he's one of them. Yeah, he certainly. Is. I remember that one. It was early in the tackle count that kicked to Burgess. Yeah. <laughs> I remember thinking, "What is he doing?" No, but things like what, what he was doing line, because but, obviously Cass yeah. were pressing, weren't they? and he knows they were coming up quick. So he kicks over the top. It puts everybody in their sort of mind. We can't rush up because he'll chip it over us. So it's a good, it's a good tactical move, really. That's it. Yeah. Well, the the, the kick for uh, Burgess when was it Burgess who went through? Um, and it got caught, and then we moved the ball yeah. the, other, the other side to, to Ken Seal, then he finished absolutely superbly. Yeah, yeah. I think having the confidence to do things like that, 
you know, so early, early in the season. It just shows what they've been doing on the training pitch, and he's got that in his armour as, as Mark Steed. I think Brodie Croft as well. Some of the plays there with Ryan Bryler linking in, we look so slick and so fast, and, you know, that's round one. Can you imagine sort of in round 10, 11, 12, drier grounds in the summer? I think that team's going to really entertain and, and score some sensational tries. Yeah, Bryler looked good round the round the rook coming in support. You know, I mean that's that's what we want from your fullback, obviously coming into the line. And we know, obviously, you know, he's got he's got a rugby league brain as well. He knows, you know, where where to put himself and where to put the ball. So him, you know, coming into the line is going to make a big, uh, you know, difference in our attack. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he's got a lot of paces, Ryan Bryler as well. And I was thinking about Nile levels and the, the pace he had when he played at full, but I don't think Nile's far behind him if if not as quick as him because he looks really really zippy and. You know, really quick off the mark and he gets involved in everything as well. Like I said before, I thought his defence was good. He was good under the high ball. He was tested. Casford tested him. You could tell that that's what they wanted to do. So uh, I think Ryan Briley, you know, he, he passed that that um, that test. Ken C O before. I mean, he could be a good bet for, for leading try scorer him because he's gonna he's gonna score so many tries if he gets the service. And because we know you only have to give him half an inch. And he'll finish. He'll get over and finish. That was a great finish for that try. So, uh, so yeah, there's some really exciting signs with that team. You know, especially with the pack as well. I thought right, he looks a really solid signing. And just mentioned King Vuniyaya as well. I've got his name right. I thought he did really well when he came off the bench. He scored. He took his try really well, and he worked his stocks off as well. He did. He grafted hard. I think he played really well when he came back, came off the bench. Uh, you know, good impact player. Uh, scored his try and, and lifted everyone when he came up. He did. He did. I, I think someone, did you ask him, Paul Rowe, in the press conference about, he got a bit of a knock, didn't he? But I think he was okay. He looked like he'd hobbled off, but I think it was just a touch of cramp, wasn't it? So hopefully he'll be he'll be fine for uh, for this week. Because I sort of panicked when I saw him come up. Because, oh, he's done really well. And he was hobbling. But, but no, yeah, I thought he did well. Um, Elijah Taylor, I thought he was another one that did an awful lot of work, a lot of tackling, and you know what you're going to get from him every week. He, he just puts his heart and soul into it, doesn't he? And uh, you know, Greg Burke, another guy who worked hard at prop, not the biggest prop in the world, but got through an awful lot of work. And I think our pack outplayed that Castleford pack, really. I mean, you look at theirs, they've got some big forwards there, and uh, we stopped them and, and nullified their goal forward. Yeah, uh, King Money IRY scored in, and then. Dean Cross scored two minutes later, back-to-back tries. That's what big. That's what good teams do: score and score again. Yeah, that's where the pendulum of the game swung for me. That going in twenty points to ten, hmm. I just thought we've got Castleford here now, and, and I don't think they recovered from that. You know that 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 spell there, that that pace, they, they didn't seem to know what hit them, and um, you know that that was great for us. I know they got back in the second half, they got a try back, didn't they? But we seemed to just keep them at arm's length there and just do enough to win the game. And I never really felt like they were going to take it from us that game. I thought we, we managed it really well in that second half and, and did what we needed to do. You knew that Castleford were going to come out in the second half and throw a whirlwind at us. And, and I think we, we, we soaked it up, really. And, uh, and yeah, I didn't think the game was in doubt. Yeah, I think that's probably the most impressive thing that, yeah, we scored some good tries in that first half, but we managed the the, the game in that second half and you know we squeezed Cass when we needed to and you know Cass just didn't really have an answer to, to, to the questions for me like you said they didn't look like they were going to uh, sort of break us down a lot of people there 10,000 people at Cass probably look like you said mm. coming down for a party thinking they were going to roll over but yeah great performance in the second half and it, and it shows mental strength and mental toughness going forward yeah it does it does there's not many teams who go there and win by 10 points it's, it's a big win that away from home and it's a big 
a big marker for the for the players really. And the, I, I mean, I'm not going to say all oh, other teams in the, the the league are quaking in their boots. I'm not bothered about that. I just think it's a big confidence boost for our team and our players because they they know they can do the business. Paul Rowley believes in them, and uh, they've just got to got to use that now and, and just say, yeah, we can do it. We know we can do it. So uh, here's an exciting start. Really good start to the season. That's what you want, you know. And uh, I think we've won there twice on the bounce, haven't we? At Castle, we won there last season, didn't we? So. Uh, so yeah, it's a ground that we don't normally win at, and we've got two on the spin. So, uh, so yeah, very, very, very pleased with uh, with Friday night. I thought it was a great, great, a great night for the supporters and the players and coaching staff and everybody involved. Yeah, looking at the stats, Paul, top tacklers, uh, Shane Wright, 27, Elijah Taylor, 44, King Bunny Yayawa, 26, Andy Ackers, 41, and James Greenwood, 33. Just shows the graph there, doesn't it? Andy Ackers, another one. I thought Andy Ackers had a great game. You know, really took the game to, um, to Cass, and I think... I'm sure he played 80 minutes, uh, Andy Akers, because we didn't have a replacement for him on the bench because Matty Costello didn't come on, did he? So we only used three subs as well. So, um, yeah, great performance, great defence. Elijah Taylor, I mean, was he 44 tackles? That's a big big shift for him. And um, and you can tell when he comes off the amount of work that he does. So I think we tackled Cass to a standstill. And to be honest with you, I don't think they had a plan B, really. I think we tackled them into the ground and they didn't really know how to break us down. And that's credit to Salford's defence. Yep, top meter makers, Tim Lafay with 91, Dion Cross, 118, uh, King Vunniyayawa, 106, and uh, Joel Burgess, 184, but all the rest were kind of 60, 70, 80, which is great, obviously, like I always say, Paul, if you can get uh, players around 100, uh, you're doing well. Yeah, King Vunniyayawa there just shows you that he did a lot of tackling as well and, and made a lot of metres, so... He could be another another real good signing for us. You know, he, he looks the part. He's putting the work in, and, and you need people like that. And you packed to to do the graft and do the hard yards. So, so yeah. I mean, how many meters did Joe Burgess get? One hundred eighty odd, was it? One hundred eighty four. Yeah, he did a couple of breaks there, didn't he? So <laughs> that's that's good uh, good meter making. And he looks he looks sharp as well, Joe Burgess. I think it took him a bit of time to to get going in that first half when he made the break. But after that, he's another one. If he gets that service there, he's he's going to score some tries as well. You've got two real dangerous wingmen there. And, You've got a couple of others waiting in the wings, haven't you, as well? Um, Reese Williams, I mean, he's another cracking player if, if he gets the chance. So, uh, so yeah, exciting times, really, for us. Yeah, you spoke to Paul Rowley after the game. Our first uh, uh, press com- uh, post-match press conference, real-life one, uh, for a while. We went to, to Casper Tigers Media Centre. Good, I thought, because I can see the vision and what, what they're going to do, hopefully, uh, when we get to Moor Lane. Uh, we'll, we'll have something of similar uh, ilk. Obviously, we're talking to uh, the Katsaga media team, talking about having uh, things on the walls and stuff like that, which, is, which will be impressive when it's finished. It was nice to just go back in a room with people, wasn't it? And just say hi to everybody and, you know, have a, have a chat. And it was, it was great just to, to be there because, I mean, I know you're really good at the, the Microsoft Teams and Zoom and things like that. It's not really, I'm not really good at stuff like that. So technology, I mean, I'm having a nightmare this week with my phone at work, setting passwords and all sorts. So <laughs> that's another story. But uh, no, it was. It was nice. and It was good to see Paul Rowling. He was dead enthusiastic as well. And his uh, assistant, Kurt Agatis, spoke really well. So, yeah, it was it was a, it was a nice atmosphere in there. Yeah. And I bumped into their media man, Tom Maguire. And uh, as I come out, he says, all right, Rob. So, well well done today. Good good win for you lot. Don't bag us on, on that Devil in Detail podcast of yours. And I was like, wow. You know, when obviously people sort of mention the podcast and then, you know, I... Obviously, he's might might be a listener. You hope he is, uh, and it was kind of strange that uh, you know he, uh, he he mentioned it really. But he's really nice. Oh, that personal touch, you see, that's that's what I like really. Yeah, yeah, it is. He would do. It just shows you're doing a decent job, Rob, doesn't it? You know, if if somebody recognises that, you don't like blowing your own trumpet. You just do your job and just get on with it. And if you get a good bit of feedback, it's it's all good, isn't it? So uh, so yeah, I thought 
everyone I've ever dealt with at Castleford, when I've applied like yourself, they've always been very polite to us, haven't they? And got back to us with their emails and give you the instructions, give you the parking space and, and what have you. And you can't ask for any more than that. That's uh, They're very, very helpful. And uh, it was an enjoyable night. I mean, so here is uh, you talk to Paul Rowley uh, after the victory against Castle. <laughs> Coach's Corner. Right, delighted to say I've been joined by Paul Roll. It's been difficult getting interviews over the last few years, but delighted to say we're back again. Yeah. You've come here tonight, but of a sell-out crowd, and you've done the business, you must be absolutely delighted. Um, yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, you said that like a true uh, Salford faithful there. And, and, and you know what, the fans, they, they were everything tonight. And I, I, I said to Kurt, I felt like it was a bit of a, a bit of destiny tonight. Um, we brought we brought that travelling army. Uh, they fed our players with lots of energy throughout, and they needed it because we were, we, you know, we were um, as good as we could be. But defensively, we were tough and we were resilient, and uh, and that dead set came from the energy that they got from from our supporters. And uh, you know, we, 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 I know they wanted to put a, a performance in for them, and I know that they wanted to uh, be tough, resilient, and give their all for, for them because you know that's what they expect. And and and. And that's what our lads give to be fair, and, they, and they've worked really hard all over pre-season. And I'm delighted for the players that, that they get to, you know, they get to take the plaudits today. They've, they've deserved it, and, and they've earned it. They've worked really hard. What pleased you the most, and I, I thought you were really dogged in defence at times. But you chanced your arm when you needed to. You threw the ball about, and you scored some good tries. Well, is it that doggedness in defence, or because you knew you were going to come here and be backs against the wall? Mm. And they came up with the answers, didn't they? Yeah, um, we, we were brave, I thought, at times, we were brave with the ball, um, but yeah, everything everything tonight, and to be fair, we said it all week, um, the way to silence, uh, well, 9,500 fans, because you're a good thousand from Salford there, so the way to silence them is through your defence, and your, your appetite in defence, and our appetite was first class, uh, we were desperate, we were tenacious, uh, and we saved a few tries that we, should, we shouldn't have done. And then we got up there and, and, and scored straight away. So, you know, we at that point, on the back of that D, when you've just put all that energy into D, to be able to uh, be brave and and execute in attack is, is pretty special. I mean, uh, the like, crossfield kick to Burgess, though, that's, that's absolutely first class, to be honest. And uh, it's good to watch. I enjoy coaching it, and I know Kurt does. And, and uh, I'm sure everybody enjoyed watching it as well. So you have to be brave to do that, but you have to be very, very skillful. And, and, and we've got some skillful players, so we, we back them and they back themselves. Bit of an heartbreaking start, though, wasn't it? Brodie Croft knocking on from the kickoff there. A bit few jitters there, but other than that, I mean, you mentioned in the press conference there, Dion Cross. I mean, what a story he is. He's, he's coming there tonight. I thought he was outstanding tonight. The, the strength of him, he looks like he's been playing Super League for years. Yeah, he does. He is a story, right? And um, And. And we're really pleased for him as coaches as well because, um, we, you know, we were really, when I said tough on him at the beginning, but in in, in his inter- best interest because he's such a great lad and uh, so to be doing what he's doing at the minute is fantastic and we're really proud of him. Um, so yeah, he's he's, he's he's fantastic. Kurt, I'll bring you in now. How are you finding it so with your team with Paul Rowley, Danny Orr? You, you you seem to be enjoying it. You both got smiles on your faces. How's things going? Yeah, brilliant. We've got a new squad. We've got a new coaching staff. Me personally, I'm brand new to the club, but I know how coach wants to work and how he wants to play. So for me, it was fitting really. So to put our point across how we want to do things. 
the lads have been brilliant to fall into it and as you see the lads kicking the ball in their own 20 and making live breaks it's, that's what it's all about we want to entertain but we want to win i thought that tonight i mean coming here you could have sort of not put the ball up your jumper sort of thing you could have been defensive and things like that but they weren't like i said they, they took chances there didn't they and were brave in that victory well yeah you, you can't come to cast and go one out and try and beat a team who's a very big pack you've got to be able to move them and play on your terms as well as chanting your arm a little bit and i thought we certainly did that but i think even if it didn't quite work for us tonight at times it never we backed up with our d ensured a lot of resilience I think the best thing for me tonight was listening to you both lads, was listening to Paul on the press conference saying that you want to keep it in house, you want to keep chipping away. Me as a supporter, that's what I like to hear. We don't want to be shouting for the rooftops, we want to just, you know, keep keep flying low, don't we? Keep it under the radar. Is that the best thing, Paul? Um, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, right from the start, we've said we, you know, much the philosophy of under promise over deliver, but the belief's in house. Um, and as, as long as we've got that that sort of support behind us then then that you know we we will try to never disappoint that support by giving our all on the pitch i said we obviously i'm not out there but um and whether that you know even when there's mistakes made i think it were quite evident today that you know heads didn't go down and rugby's about what you do next so they they all work tirelessly and give everything to tonight they couldn't give any more so um mistakes happen don't they so it's just what you do next and it's just a big Big, big pat on the back for the lads tonight. Thank you very much, Paul. Thank Cheers. you very much, Kurt. I'll let you both go on because it's absolutely freezing. <laughs> but I'll see you uh, next week against Toulouse. All the best, lads. Thank you. So that was Paul talking to Paul Rowley after the game. Paul, and he was delighted with the performance. Yeah, he was. He seemed to have a bit of a glint in his eye as well, really. And, you know, that sort of where he wants to do well and prove people wrong and that sort of... I think the supporters are really going to get on with Paul. He's, he, he seems a, a good bloke to have about. Kurt Agerty as well is quite a knowledgeable guy. So, uh, so yeah, and we've got Danny Ora as well, the, the, the Brains Trust. So, so yeah, we've got to put our trust in them now and, and see how things go. It is. And obviously, you know, it was great performance for him. He was very excited. He said that, obviously, the players were, were resilient and showed mental strength. And he was very excited about, you know, what the players uh, produced. And it, he said it was like a big oh. moment for him. Uh, and it was, obviously, him and the players, you know, all the pre-season... Uh, to come out and, and and put in a performance like that was uh, was uh, was great for for everyone. Yeah, it certainly was. And, and like I said, it's about building momentum now, isn't it? If they can build some momentum going forward, you got Toulouse coming up this week, home game, and then two excuse me, two away games at Hull and Huddersfield. They're going to be hard games, but you can only just take take one game at a time. I think that's what Paul's philosophy is going to be. So uh, so yeah, great to get off to a good start like that. Though you know to get that first win. You know, you look at Casford this week, they've got Warrington this week. They could be two defeats from two defeats. We beat Toulouse, two wins from two. So it's it's, a, it's an all-round good start. It's not You've not won the Super League or you're not going to get any prizes for that game, but it's, it's a good start, a good solid start. And it really, really impressed me. And it was just great to see everybody happy and everybody on the terraces sort of coming away from Castleford with, 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 a, with a great result because we've been there many a times and been robbed in the last minute or had a last minute score against us Jake Webster scored a couple against us and he remember that other guy it was that other guy that forward that went over so, so yeah it was it was a good night and uh, we, he saved us listening to that sweet Caroline song as well they didn't play that on Friday did they good job but they didn't over them Tannoy the new Tannoy system blew our minds didn't it when they, when they had well they had Elvis on didn't they I was sat yeah, next to you in, had an Elvis impersonator on instead didn't they I mean, you couldn't hear yourself think with him it's good though he wasn't bad, yeah, I'll give him that. He wasn't bad. So uh, we're joined by Paul Parkin now, Parkey. I'm talking about the Cass uh, victory and uh, how good a performance it was. Yeah, uh, evening, boys. Um, evening, sorry about the uh, technical issue. Um, 
Yeah, no, fantastic. Great. What, what, an, what an occasion. What a start to a season. Um, I don't think we could have... Uh, I don't think the team could have played any better the other night. I think as a whole team, it was it, the, the performance was was phenomenal. Um, there was only a couple of stages in the whole game where I thought Cass were in it, really. I think when you look at the scoreline, you think, oh, you know, they kicked so many penalties and that's, you know, that's what's won us the game. I, I think if any other result had come out of that game, there'd have been a, you know, I'd have got the police involved because we, we were miles better in every department as far as I could see. Um, the, the, the halfback partnership looked... I don't. I don't think I've been this excited for a long time about one. The, the, the pair of them together, they just look like already. It's just there. It's clicked. Um, I might be tempting fate there, you know. But that that was magnificent. And the forwards all night just worked so hard. Considering, you know, uh, on the bench we didn't have that many options, did we? Um, in, in terms of bulk and, and size to go up against a massive Castleford pack. Um, but we really stood up to him, and uh, I think overall, you, Paul Rowley must be absolutely on top of the world watching that. And but, you know, it, it wasn't obviously it wasn't perfect. There were still a few defensive lapses here and there, but you're going to get that first game of the season. But I always stood up to him, um, and and some of the skill on display. I mean, you know, just going on Snade's kick for for you know for Burgess. I mean, when was the last time a Salford halfback, even Jacko, you know. He, wasn't doing that kind of stuff. That was he'd seen what was going on. He knew we had the pace out wide. Let's use it. We're not going to bully it. We're not going to make 30, 40 yards just running at him one one man every time. So the tactics were spot on. Every everything was perfect. And I think you know you you, you guys and, and everybody else out there might think I'm a bit biased, but I, I don't think Cast deserved that many points at the end of the day. And uh, they scored a fantastic try off. It's in the first half. That ball along the line. I don't think there's too many teams in the league would have stopped that. Uh, we got cut out of numbers, but other than that, I mean, what what performance from from every player? I was trying to think on the way home. What was there a player out there that I thought uh, he struggled a little bit, or he? I looked at it and I thought, no, not really. He, he, you know, considering, and I think from what I'd heard on the terraces, we'd had a couple of withdrawals the day before the game, so that would have upset everything. And just throwing players in in a game like that. But uh, no, really, really happy and really proud the other night. Um, and, uh, you know, like Paul was just saying there about seeing the fans, I mean, he, the, the joy on that terrace was, was unbelievable. The atmosphere was great. Obviously, I mean, a big crowd on at Cass. And, uh, but we, our fans travelled well and made ourselves known. And, uh, and you know, it, it, was a, it was just a great night all round. And like I say, what a way to kick off the season. Yeah, Paul, you also spoke to Kirk Haggerty as well, uh, Paul Rowley's assistant, and he, he said that he wanted to put the point across how we wanted to do things. And that's and that's the kind of message that, you know, warms my heart, really. Yeah, yeah, dead right. I thought they, they were both sort of really, weren't sort of chatting from the rooftops about it. They're both very down-to-earth lads, and I think they, they, they know they've got a mission on, they've got a job to do this season. And the players look like that to me. They treated that as a mission at Castleford. They went in there... In their own backyard, Castleford, ten and a half thousand. All the singing and shouting that they've done, and they have done. Lee Radford's done an awful lot of talking. We've done this. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Whereas Salford haven't. They've just gone under the radar and gone and got the job done. And like Parky said, there, I, I don't think anybody had a poor game. And I said it to you at the start of the podcast. Paul Rowley's got a selection headache this week because if he has got people like Sargent waiting, you can't drop anybody out of that. 
because they are, they were all super. I mean, Dion Cross said to you before, well, like he'd been playing Super League for ten years, but like an international centre. He couldn't. He didn't didn't put a foot wrong all night. He's dead dead strong. I'd have him in my team every week. Brody Croft, Mark Sneed. I thought they managed the game, bossed the game really well. When you were saying then about an halfback doing a kick like that, the last kick I remember that was Mark Lee at um, Woodersfield when he kicked for Nathan McAvoy. That the last minute to win the blooming game. That was '96 something like that. So, so yeah, that's off to uh, to Sneed there. Top kick. Well, let's, be, let's have it right, though. We have seen Salford halfbacks do that, but they find touch rather than the player. Yeah, yeah, you see. It'll be special to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, big thanks for your three-word uh, match reports and matter of matches. Uh, Colin Reynolds, uh, bring on the Saints, Sneed. Uh, Colin Wilson, great team effort, Sneed. Uh, David Wallin, lethal left foot, Sneed. Parky, you said outstanding team performance, Sneed. Dazzo, end of an era, he says. Uh, Alice Snape. Optimism creeping in Burgess. Pete Brady, that's the standard Sneed. Mark, fast and furious Sneed. Luke O'Donoghue, strong, sleek and Sneed. Mike Murphy, keep it going Sneed. James Hoskinson, your mate Paul. Tremendous team effort Sneed. Paul Hardman, well drilled team Sneed. Uh, Paul D, great team effort. Dion Cross, Janet and Chris Shenton, great first half Sneed. Richard Martin, up and running Sneed. You can see a pattern here, Parker. Yeah, just a bit. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't think he could have gone anywhere else, could he? He, he absolutely controlled the game. And like Paul said uh, a minute ago, I kept saying all the way through the game, once we got in the lead, we just needed to manage the game. Mm. Just get the ball in there. Uh, you know, and, and every and I said to, to uh, the lad that took me to the game the other night, we get a penalty in there, uh, we're going to kick it. That's, that's all you've got to do. Once you're in front with a kicker like that in your team, you know, you're just going to keep pegging them on if you use your brains. No point putting it in touch, you know, and trying to score off every play. Just stay away from them. Just keep the ball away from them. Waste a bit more off the clock. And, uh, I, I mean, he was dead eye the other night, wasn't he? I mean, didn't look like missing any of them. I don't think. Oh, there was one, one near the post that sort of squeaked through. It was a bit of a bit of a worry. But all the difficult ones, he seemed to just land no problem. And, uh, like, like saying that the management of the game, the kicking game in general, just just you know turning them round, hit, finding the ground with the ball, not finding the fullback or the winger as we normally would, um, and it, and that's you know that that that's the brains that Snead has brought. He, he knows the game, um, and he knows when to get us out of trouble, and that's that's what we've missed that a little bit. Certainly last year, don't think we had that control of of, of a match, but. Um, the one thing that that stood out, and not just Snead, but a few others, there was a lot of leaders out there mm. the other night, a lot of talking, you could see that, and uh, uh, and the senior players, you know, obviously, all, all stood up, but, uh, I mean, Mark Snead was head and, uh, head and shoulders above anywhere else on the pitch the other night, and, and Ritzer deserves a man of the match. Yeah, Clark is some fantastic tries, Burgess slash Snead, James can't, I can't speak Snead, Rick, Andrew, grand final incoming, Let's steady on, Andrew. Steady on, Rick. Let's just uh, take one step at a, a step at a time. Ian Archer, Rowley's rampant Reds, Cast Rugby Tigers, top quality halves. Croft, here is their man of the match. Sam Richmond, plenty of come. Sneed, Scott Sneed was unreal. Uh, Arthur Bollard, good game management. Sneed, uh, Matthew Burke, Viva Mark Sneed, and finally Kenny Odd, uh, Van Dabby Dozy. Uh, Paul, so yeah, great, uh, great farmers, great start. Yeah, I think Sneed's got that one, hasn't he? <laughs> Write this down, Parker. Oh. <laughs> so saves me, do- saves me doing it in about three months' time when I when I have to collate them all. We'll give Sneed three points, 
Yeah. We'll give Burgess two. Yeah, I was going to say, there's no point doing a 3 2 1. There's only one man named. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, obviously, Croft and Cross both got a mention in there as well, didn't we'll they? Give, but, uh, we'll give Croft and Croft one each. Yeah. Um, and, and Ritzley. But like I say, at the end of the game, you're looking around and you're thinking, it could have been any of them for their own part in that, in that game. There's nobody out there that didn't, didn't contribute in some way. You know, even the bench coming on. I mean, like I say, we didn't have the, the greatest depth on the bench the other night. Every player that came on made a difference. And that's... that's <coughs> um, I mean, you know, it's easy, obviously, to pick out Snead. He was, he was phenomenal the other night. But uh, uh, like Paul said before, I mean, Dion Cross... Well, on the way to the game, and I saw the team news, and I thought, you know, I like what he's done in the in the the, the uh, friendlies and so on. But this is a big step, you know, big step away at Cass, playing centre when he's, you know, he is really a winger, isn't he? I think that was a, I thought it was a bit of a risk. And then watching him, not not a problem, not a problem. Didn't look nervous, didn't have a, you know, never looked out of place in defence, uh, and obviously, you know, scored a try. Uh, just, I think the whole team really deserved uh, some, you know, some recognition for it. But yeah, Sneedy was uh, Sneedy was the man the other night. Yeah, great performance from the boys, and uh, look forward to the, the next game against Toulouse. So that's all the, the chat about the Castleford win, and we're going to look at all the big news coming out of the club this week. So, Paul, we'll start with uh, Corey Patterson. He's returned to the club as uh, the new player welfare and team manager. Uh, great appointment. Yeah, taking over from Marlon Billy. I believe Marlon's gone to Huddersfield with his, his friend Ian Watson. So, um, that's another person we've lost. But, no, I think Marlon did a good job at Salford. Likeable character and, and, and Corey Patterson's come in. So, um, yeah, I enjoy his spell at Salford. It was, I suppose, when he when he played for us as a player, it was a bit of a strange time to to be at Salford. One, it was up and down, wasn't we? And I think I remember him playing that forty all draw at Catalans, wasn't it? He was in that game. So, uh, yeah, good player though, uh, very talented player. I remember seeing that kick he did from uh, the training ground when he kicked it from like the corner flag and kicked a goal. But yeah, he seems a good character. I believe he's got like a coffee shop now, hasn't he? Or something he's into, into that sort of thing. So I'm sure he'll do a good job looking after the players. And um, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Being that sort of uh, go-to person for the lads. So uh, he's a likeable lad and I'm sure he'll do a good job. Hey, Parky Paul says, I think he's got a coffee shop. Don't tell me you haven't got that <laughs> marked down on your list, Paul. Oh yeah, I'll be going there. I'm not sure <laughs> where it is, but I'll find it. <laughs> yeah, but obviously it's an important job, isn't it, Parker, uh, player welfare and team manager, obviously keeping everybody uh, sort of okay and, you know, it's a massive job. Uh, huge, and especially these days, obviously all the things with, with, with COVID and everything else, you know, there's a lot going on in, in a player's life and things that we don't always see, which will affect, you know, what, what they do in the park sometimes. You know, we don't we, we go to work some days and if you're not in the right frame of mind, or, you know, you've had a barney in the morning or... You've crashed your car or something stupid. You get to you're not in the right frame of mind, and players will be the same when they take to the field. And it's up to somebody to be there to make sure that doesn't happen. Mm. You know, doesn't make it any worse. And and it's it's a very you know it's a big key role. I know Marlon was was very popular at the club, wasn't he? He was a he was a big figure. Um, we've had people before, haven't we? Paul Hyten did it for a while, uh, and he was also you know really good at it. And it is a key role now. You know the stresses of of being a professional athlete that, that that go on. I mean, it's easy for us to say, oh, they go training a couple of hours a day, and you know they get paid pretty well for what they do. But 
there's a lot going on there, a lot, you know, physical and mental. And um, and they need support. Uh, you know, they, they've got families who will have problems as well. And you just don't know what's going on in the background. And uh, I, I'm sure Corey, you know, he's, he's the right man because you know, we, we know that uh, Paul King and Bleasy and everybody else would have done their, you know, due diligence on this and, and got the right man in. And obviously having a rugby connection, having played the sport, he knows what what's coming. He knows when you know what players are going through, um, and yeah, so it's a good appointment. It's great to see uh, another sort of ex-red back at the club. Yeah, great from great from him. Good luck to him in his new role. Uh, next bit of news, uh, Paul. They're looking for match day draw volunteers, uh, basically for the the Golden Gamble. By the sound of it, um, you know it's it's great. Obviously, you get a free match ticket if you, if you do decide to be one. I think all clubs kind of need these people to to obviously sell the tickets and generate juice for the club. Yeah, of course. Yeah, all clubs need need people like a backbone in the club, aren't they? People who volunteer and help out and what have you. So, yeah, if you if you've not got a season ticket, it's a way of getting in for free every week, isn't it? So, uh, so yeah, I'm all for that. The, the golden gamble's pretty good, and all it's been going a long time, hasn't it? And I've never been fortunate enough to to win it myself, right? But uh, but now if you can help out, you know, get get your name down. Yeah. So if you are interested in that, contact SalfordSuperDraw at gmail.com and uh, give them the name, and, and they'll do the rest. Uh, there was a twenty percent off uh, this this week, Paul, on on uh, Parky on merchandise, but you've missed it, mate. I was going to give you thirty seconds to try and uh, try and uh, entice our listeners to to buy you another bit of merchandise, but you've missed it, unfortunately. Yeah, but we've done this last night. Um, you know, <laughs> postman. Oh, um, it was a great offer. I, I, I'm actually a bit gutted. I've missed out. I've had a mm. we've had walk out this week, unfortunately. So it's not been. Uh, it's not been a good week for us, um, but yeah, a, a great idea. And again, off the back of that that, that performance, people are keen, people want stuff. Um, a, a great little idea, and hopefully they'll do it again at some point in the season. And uh, and this time I can jump all over it, or you know, the kind of viewers and listeners can uh, can indulge me. Um, well, <laughs> it, it, it was a great idea, uh, and like I say, falling off the back of that, I mean, people have been lapping it up. So. Uh, yeah, I hope it went well, and like I say, I hope they get to do it again. Yeah, next bit of news, Paul. Activity camps are on, going to be underway shortly, from the 21st of Feb to the 28th of Feb, Feb at Caddyshead Community Hall. Postcode is M445BGA, I think. It's for kids with special educational needs and disabilities. From 10-year-old to 16-year-olds. 10 till 12 it's great obviously the the, the foundation have put uh, this on uh, for for the youth in the holidays is that is that for that year after i tell you what the after don't have come around quick there always seems to be our kids now don't they well i do anyway i never remember getting this many holidays when i was at school but no that's great that they put that on i mean yeah kids kids love stuff like that only going playing rugby league you know for a couple of hours a day and that and uh and yeah i hope people get down to that and, and enjoy it 10 to 16 year olds i'm, I'm pretty sure you know that some of those will be uh, players for the future, won't they? You know, the, like we said before on the podcast, the more sort of kids we, we get playing the game in the city of Salford is is, is better for the for the players and for the community as well. You know, keeping kids off the streets and uh, giving them something to do. So, so yeah, I'd encourage anybody to get down to that. And if you're a parent, get the kids out of your hair for a, for a few hours while you uh, you chill out. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think it's great, Pac. Obviously, you know, we're a community club uh, and this kind of thing, you know, we're getting in the community, the community comes and, and sort of uh, grows that relationship, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And I mean, this is another thing about, the, you know, these guys behind the scenes, the work they do. It's not all just rugby related, is it? Do you know what I mean? It is for the community. Um, there'll be there'll be parents out there who'll be pulling their hair out, um, you know, and you look at the, the weather today and, you know, they'll be thinking, half term, what do I do? You know, where, where do I take them? Well, it's great that it's there and the work that these these people put in is it's phenomenal it really is you know and you don't hear about it most of the time nobody says anything um but i'm sure it'd be a great you know a great asset to a, to a lot of people a lot of families uh, and give them something to uh, to keep the kids entertained and like Paul said you know even if it's just getting them out of your hair for a few hours a day um you know that'd be sorry that was me dog uh that you know, that would be yeah, a, a pretty good thing. So, yeah, no, good work again from, from everyone behind the scenes. So, if you're interested in that, contact Craig Fisher on his email, craig.fisher at salfordcc.ac.uk. So, that's craig.fisher at salfordcc.ac.uk. Yeah. But, yeah, contact uh, him uh, and organise that uh, for your kids. Uh, next bit of news, Paul. Uh, the Leeds game. Is the building for the future game a massive uh, push by the club to get the schools and community clubs involved? Free tickets for for, for the kids, and it's uh, great uh, that we've uh, we've got this rolling again. Yeah, it certainly is. It's a Friday night, though, I suppose, isn't it? But I mean, it's in a. It's not like sort of straight away. It's quite a way off that game. I think looking at the fixture list. So, uh, so yeah, what a game for for people to come to. Though. That lead Rhinos at home, you know, a big club like them, um, a club that we'd like to to knock off and play once a week if we could and beat them. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good fixture, that. And it's one to, you know, kids come to that, we get a win there, big crowd. They're going to want to come back again, aren't they? So, uh, so yeah, I hope the club really do market that game. And they've already started already, so that's that's one to look forward to. And you look at the performance against Castleford, I'm not saying we're going to win every game from, from now until then, but if we can get a bit of momentum now, you know, beat to lose, get a couple of wins away from home against maybe Huddersfield or Old. You go into that game, you could be halfway up the table or towards the top of the table. So that could be a really big clash that. You've got Leeds coming with Blake Cost and Aidan Caesar, some big names there. They might bring a big following. So you, you could be aiming at like your record crowd. So let's hope we, we do something like that this season and smash that that that, that record for Salford because we can start playing good rugby league and people are going to come. Yeah. I think it was something like was it ninety four schools or something, Parky, that 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 they've kind of engaged with. Uh, and I'm sure there'll, there'll be a bigger number now. Uh, Paul Trainer and, and the people involved, are, are, you know, are really doing a great job. Uh, you know, linking it all together. Yeah, you just look at the the, the Saints game at the end of last season. Um, you know, there was nothing on it really, was it? But it was still, you know, it was still the mighty Saints. Ellen's coming down, and 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 good numbers turned out for that. And it, that was a tricky fixture to try and sell, really, in many ways, because. Like I say, it was the last game of the season. We weren't going anywhere. We had, you know, injuries and players missing and everything. It turned out to be a really good night for us. Um, so hopefully, yeah, they can build on that. They said they would, and they are doing. Um, and, and and again, like like Paul saying, get them involved. You know, these these kids are going to be watching this. If they see a good game and a good atmosphere. They'll come back. You know, and who knows? And you know, the parents will be there next time. And. Um, you can't fault the club on what they're doing. You know, they can't do more than, like you said, their 90-odd schools or whatever to, to aim at. You get a percentage of them coming. 
phenomenal work. And uh, so fingers crossed it goes well. We could do with some good weather for it. Um, that would help, you know, a nice sort of mild Friday night. But uh, yeah, no, it's good. And it's, I know it's been being advertised already. So, you know, it's early enough for everybody to, to, to get involved. Yeah. Uh, another bit of news, Paul. Uh, our premier amateur club, Salford City Roosters, looking for players uh, for the new season for all age groups. Free parking for Salford Games. It's got a great clubhouse as well. Uh, I think got a nice patio bit they've, they're currently constructing as well. So, obviously, if, if you're interested in, in getting involved there, uh, get down to the Roosters and, and learn how to play rugby league. Yeah, certainly. Certainly, uh, like you say, a club that's been going a long time and you know some big names have come through there, haven't they, going on to play professional rugby league. So, uh, so yeah, why not get down and help if you fancy playing, no matter what age you're I mean, I might be a bit too old myself now, but uh, and a bit knackered as well. But that's another one, free parking there, so it's not that far from the stadium. That that's a great help. And I know you've got a bit of news from Patrick Connolly was on to on Twitter to us one of you advertising what they've got on this week, and I, I won't steal your thunder, Rob. I'll let you mention that. <laughs> I wrote it down. You better not steal it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this Sunday. Uh, if you want to get down to the to Salford City Roosters, half 12, they're under 12, take on West Art and Lions. And then at two o'clock, uh, United's on the telly. Uh, but then obviously you'd have to leave halfway through to get down to, to Salford for three. But um, it's great facilities. Hopefully, you know, a lot of people will get down there and uh, enjoy the enjoy the facilities available, Packer. Yeah, uh, I went to both the friendlies we, we popped in. It, it, it's a fantastic clubhouse now, really is. And Paul said, uh, and, and, sorry, maybe yourself, about the, the patio area. Again, get a bit of weather. I mean, not this weekend, clearly, but it'd be out, watch the kids play. And then, you know, like you say, you can have a, a couple of drinks or whatever, park the car there. You walk under the, the motorway there, um, that, that passageway. You're in Brookhouse, you're at the stadium in 10 minutes. He's it, it, brilliant. I can't think of anywhere better, to be honest, because obviously, you know, free parking, why not? Uh, and you know any money that they make obviously goes back into to, to the, the amateur scene and there's a lot of good people there doing a lot of good work volunteering and everything else so uh, yeah it's um, it, it needs to be used I know the last couple of times we went it, it was it was a little bit barren um, so hopefully this weekend like you say if you if it's your kind of thing you can watch the, the football for for whatever part of it and then uh, and then you know get yourself to the game but um, yeah, I think it, I hope everyone does use it because it's uh, it is a really good facility. Get to half time on your toes, getting for three o'clock. That's basically the plan. Yeah. Uh, they also invited us down to do a podcast there as well, which is going to be exciting. Obviously, after buy after get a couple more microphones, I don't think we'd be able to do it over Skype. I don't think it'd be very inter- entertaining us three sat around three laptops in three different areas of the the club. Paul, <laughs> no, no, we'll have to uh, we'll have to swap. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, maybe for the future, we'll see. Um, obviously, massive game uh, this this Sunday. Uh, I'm sure the club have got lots planned. Uh, Park. It's going to be exciting. Obviously, you know, first home game after the Cass win. Uh, hopefully, a big crowd. Yeah, it's just a shame. Uh, I pointed out to to Paul Trainer on uh, on on Twitter that you know United are on the telly, aren't they? And it always has a knock on effect uh, to to our game. Why you bother watching it? I don't know. But that's <laughs> that's up to everybody. Uh, I, I I don't you know I just think that this this Sunday now you I don't I don't want to tempt fate but I I I think we're going to win the game you know to back up from the other night and it you've got to make the most of it well when you're winning games and get get on get on board with it um, I'm sure with it being the first game of the season at home that there will be 
you know, a decent turnout. It's just, you know, United run and the weather's rubbish and whatever else. But, you know, pe- people will find excuses one way or another, won't they? But uh, I-, I can't think of a reason why you, why you wouldn't. Uh, I think it should be a, a really good game. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can we can back up on what we've just what we just witnessed because if we if we do, um, I think I think we might look pretty impressive. Yeah, we've also got a, a new pitcher announcer, uh, Chris Price. He's a good lad, Chris. Uh, very experienced. You know, good lad, funny. Uh, Paul, it'd be good to see what he can do behind the mic. Yeah, he's a Rochdale lad, Chris, isn't he? <laughs> he's, from, he's from Rochdale. Yeah, he used to go to Matthew Moss, I think, in Rochdale. I do know him from my time in Rochdale. Uh, nice lad. Yeah, he, he's done it. He's worked all over the show. He's done a lot of radio work, and I think he's done. A bit of commentary and that in the past as well. So yeah, he's he's a nice guy. I've met him a few times. So uh, he used to work. He used to do St. Helens, I think, and and Warrington and stuff like that. So yeah, he'll be a good. Uh, you'll recognise his voice when you hear him. He's got a bit of a of a radio sort of voice, rugby league sort of voice. But, but yeah, just echo what you guys have said there. I, I can't wait for but uh, for Sunday. I really can't. Um, I'm sad that if you're watching United, I mean, ten minutes of that and the. You want to go anyway the way they way they're playing, won't we? So you won't want to watch any more than ten minutes of that. But no, I think if you want to get to a game now, I mean Toulouse look like they play a great brand of rugby as well. Mm. I watched a bit of their game against Huddersfield and I think they was a bit unlucky really and played really well in the first half and then just ran out of steam. So I think they'll come and chuck the ball about. So Sunday Sunday's gonna be great. I think it'll be a great game and as I said to you before Parky before uh, Rob, before Parky come on, the bookies have got us as favourites because they give uh, Toulouse a twenty two point start. So I mean that that's confidence in Salford. That so uh, yeah, I, I can't remember the last time we had a twenty-two handicap in a game. So not in the Super League anyway. So uh, so no, looking forward to it. Yeah, two results uh, to finish with the news. Uh, our reserves were away at Thatterweave and lost twenty-eight points to twelve uh, Parker, and the college team lost twenty-six thirty-two to Wakefield. But Wakefield are. Uh, currently top of the the championship, so it was a good performance by the lads, but unfortunately not able to get the. Yeah, I saw that result, and again, I'll you know I'll hark back to the the conditions as well. It would have made it easy for anyone, but it today that that wind is it is shocking. I don't know what it's like on the on the dark side of the Pennines, but I'm sure it was as bad as uh, it is here uh, in Wakefield. Looking at, I looked at the, their pits the other day when they played up. How much bad weather they must have had because it cut up really bad. So you know, it's a, it would have been tough for, for them to go over there today and get get anything. Um, and the reserves, yeah, well, it's good to see them getting another run out now. Um, if it's the same sort of bunch of lads, obviously that went and played at Warrington, they just need more experience because there's some talent in there, um, and and they can build on it and and just just keep keep forcing the way through and and hopefully one or two of them will, you know will rise to the top and get. Get squad numbers and get into get into the first team at some point, but uh, they just need they, to me. They look like they just need a bit more experience, and and that game again today will will have helped them. Yeah, so that's all the all the news uh, coming out of the club this week, and now we're going to look see what's happening in the amateur scene uh, with Paul. Here is this week's Devil in Detail amateur report, and we shall start off this week with the Barlet National Cup. Not none of our uh, local sides were involved in it, to be honest with you, but we've got the results anyway because it's quite a prestigious competition in amateur rugby league. On Saturday, the 12th of February, it was round two, 
And these are the results. Maryport, 6, that will Heath Crusaders, 18. Drillington, 16. West Hall, 24. Blackbrook, 34. Fryston Warriors, 24. Aquith Jaguars, 30. Aspatria Hornets, 18. Normanton Knights, 14. Waterhead Warriors, 18. I did say none of our local sides were in it, but Waterhead Warriors are quite a local team and they won. So congratulations to them. Hindley Nil, Charleston Rovers, 18. And Hares Finch, 12. Oral St. James, 32. In round two, Mighton Warriors against Upton. Uh, that's a fixture for Saturday, the 19th of February. The draw for the quarterfinals will be played on the 26th of uh, February. The draw is West Hull against Stato Heath Crusaders, Mighton Warriors or Upton against Blackbrook. Waterhead Warriors are at home to Oral St. James and Ackworth Jaguars entertain Charleston Rovers. In the Baylor National Youth Cups, it wasn't very good for our local teams in that, to be honest, on Sunday. In the under-18s, Dewsbury Moor, 40. Salford City Roosters, nil. In the under-16, Salford City Roosters, nil. Birkinshaw, 58. And in the under-14s, round two, School of Law, 28. Rochdale, Mayfield, nil. Some student rugby league to bring you in the Northern Conference Cup last Wednesday. Manchester beat Lancaster by 32 points to 10. In the College Rugby League, Huddersfield nil, Hotwood Hall 68. The fixtures this week, there's one in the College Rugby League. That's between Wakefield and Salford Red Devils in the Premier Division. In the Northern Conference Cup of the Universities on Wednesday, Manchester were at home to Leeds A. Right, well, I know we call this the Amateur Report, but we'll turn our attention now to Professional Rugby League and life outside Super League, as we did quite often last season. We'll talk about the um, Betfred Championship first. It was round three, Barrow Raiders 14, Newcastle Thunder 6. Newly promoted Barrow are three from three. A great start to the season for them and a good crowd as well. Almost 1,800 at that game, so... Congratulations to them. Started the season really well. Batley Bulldogs, 4. York City Knights, 10. Dewsbury, 12. Sheffield Eagles, 10. Sheffield Eagles going down there, but so I'm a Salford favourite. Chris Wellham got a try for Sheffield. They've uh, started the season with one win and three defeats. That was uh, the first victory of the season for Dewsbury Rams. There was a cracking game at Halifax at the New Shea. Halifax Panthers, 8. Witness Vikings, 9. That one finished. The Vikings led 8-0 at halftime. Halifax Panthers storm back in the second half, but uh, a drop goal from um, former Salford player Matty Smith with 12 minutes to go gave Witness the two points. And Witness Vikings are top of the table with uh, three wins from three on points difference above Featherstone Rovers. Talking about Featherstone Rovers, they beat Workington Town by 26 points to 10 on Sunday. London Broncos nil, Whitehaven eight was the other result. The round two game from the week before, Featherstone Rovers beat Lee Centurions 28 points to six. So they've started the season with three wins from three. In the Betfred Challenge Cup, round three, Hunslet 30, Siddle 4, Lock Lane 12, Rochdale Hornets 28, London Scholars 6, Hunslet Club Parkside 28, a great result there for the amateur side going away from home to win there, Rochdale Mayfield 0, Doncaster 20, Royal Navy 22, York Acorn 8 and Swinton Lions 14, North Wales Crusaders 20. So, the draw for the fourth round of the Challenge Cup. It's starting to hot up now, the competition. The Super League sides will be entering pretty soon as well. But round four, there's some real good ties in that one. York will face Newcastle. Halifax are at home to Featherstone. There's a big match between Lee and Widnes. Rochdale play Barrow. Batley against the Royal Navy. London Broncos face Bradford. Hunslet Club Parkside, they're at home to Sheffield. North Wales Crusaders, they play Hunslet. Workington face Dewsbury and Doncaster play Whitehaven. Well, finally, the fixtures for this week in the life outside Super League, as we say. 
In the Betfred Championship, the action gets underway on Saturday. Featherstone at home to London Broncos at half past five. Newcastle Thunder play White Aiming at three o'clock on Sunday. The Betfred Championship, Batley Bulldogs at home to Sheffield Eagles. That's a three o'clock kickoff. As is Bradford Bulls against Barrow Raiders. Barrow three from three. Massive game for them at Bradford. At two o'clock, Workington Town play Halifax Panthers. And there's another three o'clock game between York City Knights and Lee Centurions. One fixture next Monday, the 25th, of, 21st of February. Making a few mistakes in this, aren't I? 21st of February, Dewsbury Rams play Witness Vikings at 7.45. That's all I've got for you. Take care. I'll see you next week. So that was Paul's Amateur Report. And next, we're going to look at the big uh, matches to come this week for both men and ladies' sides. It's time for the double of the We'll start with the ladies at Parker. They're away at Lee Minor Rangers on Sunday. 2 p.m. kickoff at Twist Lane. Postcode is WN74EF. Um, obviously, winning the first game against Swinton uh, going to be a big challenge this week against uh, Lee Minor Rangers. Yeah, Lee, they've had a team there for a while. They're a pretty experienced uh, side. Um, it'll be a good test for the for the ladies. Um, obviously, we were all you know obviously impressed with. With what they put up against Swinton, so they'll, they'll build on that. They all look, uh, they all look very happy, and you know what you read on Twitter and that kind of thing. They're all really keyed up to to get another game in. Uh, it's a shame it's, it, it kind of clashes again with you know with the, the first team and whatever. But because um, I think a few bodies would have gone down and and, and watched that, um, which is certainly something I know we all hope to do it perhaps during the season. Um, but yeah, no more experience for him. And uh, you know, fingers crossed. If they get a result from that, you know, who knows? I mean, they've got they've got a few lined up, haven't they? I think they've got Wakefield, and I think they've got Wigan after after Lee Minus Rangers. Um, that'll be a real test for them. Um, you know, obviously, Wigan at any level is just that they'll field some some magic team somewhere on the line. So, no, it'd be good to see how they get on. Um, I say, shame we can't uh, we can't see them. Hopefully, the club can capture it and uh, and, and maybe put it out on. RDTV or something like that, and we can watch it back. Yeah, Lee, you were promoted uh, to the Super League in 2021. Uh, Paul, they got some good players. Lucy Johnson, uh, Kirsty Millington uh, was voted their best newcomer in 2021. So, you know, that they are full of, of quality, and I think it'll be a good uh, sort of test for, for, the, for the ladies. Obviously, you know, Louise Fellington and Vanessa Hadley, who we spoke to, who I spoke to, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, she said that obviously there's a big uh, rivalry between a few of the girls who play for Lee. So that looked like it could be a bit of a, a ding dong contest. Yeah, certainly. Well, yeah, I think for the ladies, they, they just want to get out there and play games, don't they? It's been a while since the game against Swinton. I think they just want to build momentum. They're going to be playing in the championship next season, so they've got that to look forward to. But I think these these so-called like, friendly games, they call them now, there won't be anything friendly about when they get out there. But I think they'll be using these as you know, stepping stones, really, to, to build that pro- progress. And it's like Parky said about the reserves. You're only going to get better about the more games they play together and the more experience they get. So, uh, you know, if they can keep building momentum, get another victory... Confidence is going to go through the roof, and they all seem very, very confident. Anyway, the team spirit seems fantastic, and um, yeah, like you have just said, I'm just gutted I can't go this this week because because we're playing at three o'clock. It would have been great if that had been at like eleven in the morning. I could have gone and done a double header because I'm taking my daughter on Sunday as well, so she'd love to have seen that. So, uh, so yeah, I'm hoping to get to the next one. I think they've got a couple of games at Caddy's Head Rhinos, aren't they? Next two games, so you know, uh, God willing, I'll try and get to both of them. Yeah. So good luck to the ladies. 
on Sunday and hopefully you'll uh, pick up your second win. It'll be two from two and we'll be talking all about it on uh, next week's uh, podcast. So, Salford's uh, men's team, they face Toulouse Parky. Uh, second Super League game of the season. First one back at the AJ Bell. Uh, excited? Very. Yeah, after after Friday night, I don't know, you can't be. Mm. Uh, anything like that, uh, will, you know, would be tough to stop. I, wa- I did watch the Toulouse game uh, against Huddersfield and they, they ran out of steam quite a bit, um, which was a shame because they started so well. I mean, they went to a 10-point lead against, you know, a pretty strong Huddersfield team. Uh, and I thought, this, you know, there's something on there. I thought we were in for a shot, but... Uh, They've lost their key players, haven't they? In Ford, I know Carella didn't play, and they, you know, if that's the case, they they're going to struggle until they can get some bodies in. Um, but like Paul said, they, they do throw the ball about. They've got that, you know, like the French teams do that, you know, Gallic flair, if you like. They just uh, they don't mind throwing the ball about, and and they had some big units as well. I noticed, so it's uh, it won't be it won't be as easy as you know. We may like to think, I don't think, because they're going to come over here and they need to make an impression and fast because, you know, if they get another thump in this week and then whoever goes, you know, the longer it goes on, the worse it gets, doesn't it? And nobody wants to see that. Um, so, they'll, you know, who, uh, Sylvan Hulez will have them pretty fired up, I think, to, to come over and make an impression. And don't forget, you know, at the start of the season, the bookmakers, you know, put us more or less in the same category as Toulouse. And, and Wakefield, that you know, we're, we're the bottom three, if you like. So it's, it's a massive game early in the season, uh, but I am excited, and it'll be interesting to see what what Paul does with the team because he has got players there that are going to need a run. And I know you don't use you know Super League games as as warm ups, but people like Sarge and um, you know I don't know maybe, maybe I'm a Borer or, or Jack Armanroyd or Brian Lannan, whatever. I don't I don't know. One or two could slot in and, and make just a couple of changes. I know we don't like changing winning teams. It's not it's not a great thing, but maybe this might be the one chance we get to to, to you know to see some of these players play. Um, it's a good problem for for, for roles to have, isn't it? You know he can he can pick and choose really if he's got you know depending on how many are fit. I'm sure a couple more bodies will come back this week, uh, and we don't know how people came through last week. Really, I know it looks okay, but. People like Tim Laffey, who haven't played for a long time. You know, he played a full 80. Will he need a rest? You know, there'll be a, there'll be a bit of that. Um, there'll be players who are coming back, you know, a little bit rusty. So, um, it'll be interesting to see what he does with the team. But uh, I'm, I'm confident, I really am. I mean, if we play anything like we did on, on Friday night and, and Sneed and, and Brody Croft mix like they did, I, I, think, I think it'll be enough to see us home. Yeah, we're interested to see what happens regarding team selection. Uh, Paul, obviously, like Paul, like Parker said, you know, Sargentson, he, you know, he, he's a class act. Eight out of ten, Costello for me, he, he should be, you know, he should be getting a crack. Never lets anyone down. So, uh, but obviously, such a great performance on Friday. You know, would it make sense to 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 move it around now? I think the only way I, I'd move things around is if people were hundred percent, or they was carrying a knock, and I'd bring somebody. And I think if everybody's hundred percent fit, I think I'd just leave it the same. Um, for me, this Sunday's a lot of it's about attitude. You, you've got to have the right attitude going into this game. You don't want to go in there thinking, "Oh, we're going to tank these; it's to lose." I think you've got to have that every week. You've got to have that hunger and that desire, and you've got to be switched on every week. And that that sort of sorts out the top teams from from the, the inconsistent teams. I mean, you look at last season; we went to Lee. We should have tanked Lee on their own ground. We didn't. We went there and got beat. So we've all watched Salford long enough to to know. 
we win a, a decent game, then we'll go somewhere and, and lose the week after, you know, after the Lord Mayor shows, we always used to say. So I'm not convinced yet we're going to, you know, stuff to lose, but I'm not bothered. I just want us to go out there and play well and get and, and win the game. I think it matters how many points you win by and, and things like that. So you, you've got to be switched on. You've got to give them the, the respect that they deserve. But go go out there and do exactly what you did against Castleford with the same attitude, the same intensity, and we'll get the result. I think we've got the better players than what Toulouse have got. But they've still got some dangerous ones. You know, Tony Gigo is one of the, the, mm. the uh, Lance Todd. He's a very, very clever player. You have a bit of an off day and let people like him, give him a bit of room and let him play a bit. Before you know it, you're 10-0 down and you're chasing the game. So we've just got to come out with the right attitude and, and I'm sure that the result then will sort itself out. Yeah, Matty Russell, he's always a danger. James Cunningham, mm. um, ex-Huddersfield, he's always uh, very good round the rook. Uh, Parker, no, is it John Ford for them? A big miss, uh, he is. Uh, but like people say, people have put us together with with Toulouse. And is it is it two? Was it was it a four? Would you say it was a four pointer this early in the season? Can we say a three pointer? Can we go that <laughs> go that far? Um, yeah, Jonathan Ford apparently won't play for them again. Well, I think he's gone back to Australia now, and that's. That's that, and, and and Mark Carella, the fullback, who's so dangerous, is he, again if he's not there, he's going to be another huge loss for him. I don't know what's happening there, whether he'll play. Um, watching him the other day, they, there is there is something there, there really is. Um, but again, he's probably newly assembled. You know what it's like every year for the team that comes up. He's so difficult for him. Um, but I'm uh, I, I'm confident that. There's that word, really. I think the confidence we'd have gained from from Friday night will would be enough to to see us on. We don't we don't want complacency or anything stupid like that. And I don't think that's I don't think Paul Rowley's the kind of guy that would let that happen. And and if any of them are showing any of that leading up to the game or you know even at half time, um, I think I think they'll soon find out how annoyed he is. Uh, he, he's not the kind of guy I don't think you'd want to you want to mess with in in that way. So. I think the players will be switched on. I think they all want to make an impression. And, and like I was saying there, if he does decide that maybe one or two players need to come in, certainly for me, I think Sarge is going to have to get a run out at some point, you know, or he's, he, cause he, not just because he's a good player. I mean, he's probably on a fair whack of money as well and we need to get something out of it. Uh, if he's fit, does he get in? I don't know. I'm not picking the team. But he, if he does get a shirt, he now knows that whoever place he takes... He's right on his heels anyway. So if he has one, you know, if he has a bad game or comes in and doesn't do, the boys are back. You know, he, any of them, uh, Matty Costello, Tim Lafay, and, and Dion Cross, you know, we've still got the likes of Reese Williams, who for me never does anything wrong. Not, not going to get a look in yet. You know, um, obviously Cal Watkins when he comes back and people like that. And then the forwards, the competition's really good. And I think that will spur the players on. I think they'll, they'll know that the, you can't have an off day. You know, we might not have the biggest squad or, you know, it might not be a world-beating squad, but there are players there that are waiting for their chance and uh, you, you slip up. So the pressure's on. But um, like I say, I'm confident we can we can turn them over this weekend uh, and we couldn't ask for a better start to a season. Different challenge this week, uh, Paul. Underdogs last week, favourites this week. Yeah, yeah, that, that brings a, a challenge in itself. Like I said before, the bookies, I've never said us with a... 22 handicap before. We're just just going back to what you're saying about Sargeson. Yeah, I think I think we should save him for the Uddersfield game, and then he can do his uh, 
Invisible Man act again, Huddersfield. <laughs> so uh, no, I think it's going to be difficult because you can't really drop anybody. So whether Paul Rowley will put somebody on the bench like he did last week, I know last week at Cast we didn't play with three subs because Costello yep. didn't come on. So uh, that's another bonus really. So uh, a lot of players did big minutes last week. So so no, I think yeah, it comes with a different pressure this week. Um, like I said before, I wouldn't go too confident because how many games have we had at the AJ Bill where? There's not been a very big crowd there. It's been a bit of a flat atmosphere. The crowd's been a bit quiet and we've lost a game we should have won. So we, everything needs to be spot on. Preparation right and, and just get this two points. And I, I'm confident, like Paul said, that um, Parky, I'm calling him Parky, that Rowley, Paul Rowley, um, too many Pauls, that Paul Rowley, he's not going Tell to... Tell me uh, about it. <laughs> yeah, there is. He doesn't suffer fools, does he, uh, Paul Rowley? I think he'll have him switched on. And I think the players will be... You win a game like you did at Cass. You're chomping at the bit to play again, and you can't wait to get back on the field again, and, and especially from your own supporters. So I think the players will be dead excited anyway. I think you'll see that, that urgency and that confidence flowing. Okay, score prediction from yourself. Um, I can't, I've done my prediction for this week and all, haven't I? Um, I can't remember what I wrote down. That's um, us this week. I know, makes a change. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go because I think I think we've got tries in us. I think we've got points in us. Um, I'm going to go 30 points to eight. Is that? Did you say you were going to do that, Paul? Or, or not? I was like, because oh, no, most weeks you say you, you were going to say that. I have 30 points to 10. Yeah. <laughs> do you know <laughs> <what> I mean? <laughs> I've rolled that down on my league express as well. So, um, well, you know what you should do, Paul? Right? You know what you should do? You know, like when Kevin Keegan and, and Toshak back in the 70s, they thought they were psychic and they had like, you drew shapes and stuff and one kind of looks at it, but the other one said what, you know, what the shape was. We need yeah. to kind of do this to make sure that if you're, yeah. you know, linked up some way. We're on the same wavelength. Enough. Yeah, yeah, we're doing all right. No, I'll, I'll stick with mine, 30 points to 10, because, you know, if it comes in that now and we don't get it, we don't we miss out on that Nando's, yeah. gonna be, three of us are going to be gutted, aren't we? So I'll stick with mine, 30 to 10. Because I know you all have a big, you all have a big one anyway. You. <laughs> What's uh, you got? Is there a story behind that? Thirty ten. Uh, nah, not for me, no. No, not really. I'm, I I'm going to go uh, Salford to win forty eight six, and uh, I'm going to go for CEO Patrick. Could be top of the table with that, I know. Mm. Forty eight six. Be dancing down the uh, stadium way, wherever it is. <laughs> Dancing in Aldi car park. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's the end of this week's podcast, lads. Parking of a great show. Yeah, yeah. Sorry to join a little bit late. Like I say, te- uh, technology not being uh, not working for me tonight, but uh, I got there in the end. Um, and yeah, no, good, good chatting to you both again. And uh, you know, let's hope uh, we get a good weekend. And uh, this time next week, we're uh, you know talking about going for three on the trot. So is that how many phones you smashed in the last week as well, three? Ah, uh, don't, don't get me started, don't please. Cost, costing me an arm and a leg. This I know. I'll tell you about. We've seen more of your forehead tonight than we have in the last few podcasts. That's for sure. <laughs> you got the eating on tonight in your house. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I put it on. I had to blowing a gale. So yeah, uh, yeah. By the use of the iPad, it's uh, it saved me this week. We had a five-year. Oh with a feather bowler this week but you let me down (laughs) (laughs) another great show Paul 
Yeah, really enjoyed it, lads. I enjoy it every week with you two, pair of comedians. But uh, no, <laughs> loving it, loving it. And uh, looking forward to Sunday. So uh, take care of yourselves and I'll see you Sunday. Yeah, big thanks to you in this week's uh, Devil and Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parkinson. You find us on Facebook, Devil and Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITDSRD. And you find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Radio Contact, Spotify and YouTube. See you next week. Ha, 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 ha.